0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Wikijabba. My name is Sebastian Walrod from the Wikipedia Galaxy, and I have always interesting guests. I'm today here at the Wiki Conference North America in Columbus, Ohio, and I have tw- two two guests today. Very nicely, please introduce yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Jill Horbakowitz and I am the chair of the physical therapy program at Toro College, which is in New York City. And this is my first Wikipedia conference.
2: And my name is Shira Schechter wiener and I am a colleague of Jill's. I am an associate professor at Turo College in the Doctor of Physical Therapy program. And like Jill, we're here for the first time together.
0: Yeah, that's great to, see, to have you here. What is your reason to be here? Since, uh, you talked about a project. I forgot the name.
2: So we, we've been, for the past couple of years, been working really closely with Lane Raspberry. We have a project, and the name of our project is Doctor of Physical Therapy Students Disseminate Health Information on Wikipedia. And like I said, we've been running the project for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, we work together with our students, and we run an edit-a-thon. It is embedded in a class, and the class the focus of this class is disseminating information to the public. Part of what physical therapists do is in their treatment, they have to teach a quite a bit to their patients. And so we teach them how to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we use Wikipedia as a form for taking information that they know that the public wouldn't know unless they're the ones to put it out there.
0: Oh, that sounds great.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's sort of a different model than somebody who just, um, is self-motivated to go to Wikipedia and, and edit a page. These are students that wouldn't necessarily have that drive, but we have them identify best information, like a systematic review, which would be the best type of evidence, and then turn it into layman's terms and make sure that it's appropriate to be on Wikipedia and then put it on Wikipedia because our thinking, and this is, you know, really the way it is out there, is that Wikipedia is one of the most used health sources by a layperson. They're yeah. going to Wikipedia, whether it's accurate or not accurate. They are definitely going there. Mm. So we feel an obligation to make it more accurate.
0: Actually, a doctor once told me if a new a sickness comes into her office, she sometimes checks Wikipedia.
1: Right, and then they go to the references at Wikipedia. Yep. So the public perception of what Wikipedia is versus what Wikipedia is is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And, and amongst faculty, too, we know that
2: students, and we know that we go to Wikipedia looking for information. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're all there, we felt it was important for us to understand Wikipedia better. We think it's important for it to be recognized, for to be used in the way that it can be used in scholarly exploration. Um, and so it's been a big education for us, for our other faculty. Mm-hmm. And in this way, our students do quite a bit of research over their three years. They write research papers, they engage in actual research, and we really want to help them understand what does it mean to find the best information that you're going to then give to your patients. It's not just about giving information. It's about finding the best information mm-hmm. for your patients. And so by using this edit-a-thon, It encompasses many different aspects of their training on how to do this. Mm -hmm. So how do you find the best information that you want to bring Mm -hmm. to Wikipedia? That's a whole different part of something that we have to teach them. What does it mean to find the best? What are we looking for? So we teach them the whole idea of the hierarchy of research that opens their eyes up to that. Then they have to go in and look at, even when you're looking at the pinnacle of the best research, how do you differentiate a Cochrane review from a systematic review? How do you know that a systematic review is the quality that you're expecting it to be? Mm -hmm. What do you do with a clinical practice guideline? Where does that fit in? And how does that inform the kind of information you want to put out there? So there's quite a lot of learning that goes into it for our students. Right,
1: even before the day of the edit
2: and we And we hope that then the public are the beneficiaries of all this learning because we make sure that what they then sit down before they hit send, they're putting out there something that's the best of the best on whatever small topic it is that they're editing. Mm
1: -hmm. And when we run this, we always have Lane Raspberry with us because we really need a Wikimedian in residence to Mm -hmm. sort of motivate the students and get them involved.
2: And Lane also does an amazing job of dispelling a lot of myths that people have about Wikipedia. And he explains the whole infrastructure of how Wikipedia information comes to be put out to the public. Mm. And so it really changes the start, the starting line. Right? So it already elevates what the students understand about references being used, about the open access, and about the open editing format. But hmm. there are people out there watching. It's not just you put anything out there, you hit send, you hit click, and then it's just there. No, there are people verifying that information. And we've had some wonderful experiences during our edit yeah, really. where editors at large um, – Doc James comes to mind right. – but oh, okay. um, um, where editors at large – our students hit hit the submit button and within seconds they get a reply that doesn't seem right okay and so then the student has to go back and read they get very overwhelmed by this but they <laughs> engage in a dialogue uh, and we had one situation it wasn't doc james we had one situation where a student put information out
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was accurate information and it was challenged mm-hmm. and the student responded very appropriately with the reference That's that great. it was absolutely accurate information And the only other thing I'm going to say, because these are new students and they're new at it, we're very cautious about letting them delete information. So what we've encouraged... That's not
1: part of our protocol.
2: Right. That's not what we feel that we're there to do. Mm. So we also go through a whole explanation with them about why would something be written there that might be inaccurate. Mm. So what we teach them to do when they encounter inaccurate information is we teach them to say, well it might have been common thought to do this or that with a patient who has this diagnosis. More current research suggests that this is a better approach to provide the reference, and that way it's not about disregarding what came before you. It's mm-hmm. about recognizing it, understanding that maybe the person that put that there had sound references or had, it might have been common clinical practice when there no, was no research. Mm-hmm. So we try to teach them most to be very respectful about how they go about That's great. incorporating information. I'm
0: very interested in what you are saying because we missed that knowledge uh, with a lot of Wikipedia editors. they really trying to do their best but, right. But you do it in a very organized way and I'm really interested into have you written down how you are doing? Is there a report? Then how can you teach others? Uh, How to is, share this that knowledge is a that you perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost
1: as if we set you up, but we did not. Uh, we're currently um, have submitted an article for publication, which is titled "Improving the Quality of Consumer Health Information on Wikipedia." And Shira, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about the grant that we got to help us with this project?
2: Right. Okay. So we feel very honored. Um, so we've been running this for several years, as I said. And this year, Lane approached us and said, you guys are doing something that's that's worth repeating and that mm-hmm. should be supported. And so, we were able to get a grant from Consumer Reports to mm-hmm. support our work. Mm-hmm. And part of that grant has been used to help us disseminate the information mm-hmm. of our experience, what you're highlighting that is kind of unique, which we didn't realize how unique <laughs> it really was. Um, so, we're here as a part as a result of part of that grant and we also have been able to submit an article for open access publication mm-hmm. right which is you, really
1: the only acceptable type of publication that would be you know course, yeah. right for, for <laughs>
2: true to wikipedia so we're right now waiting for a decision which is, should be coming very should be forthcoming very very soon but right. we're really excited to have been able to partner with lane
0: mm-hmm.
2: um one of the things that we really um, value as a department and we value as a profession is this idea of collaboration, interprofessional collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so Lane has a background in health-related Wikipedia initiatives without question. He taught us quite a bit. But we have clinical backgrounds. Jill and I come from a clinical background. Mm-hmm. And, um, working together with Lane, it's really two very different types of professional training, yeah. has been just great. And, uh, we value that quite a bit. So it means a lot to us to be able to go forth with a publication, mm-hmm. to submit a publication that, that goes beyond just our clinical perspectives.
1: Mm-hmm. But I want to add to that that one of the um, sort of outcomes that we were looking for in our study, which was um, adding value to the project, was to track the persistence of the edits and the number of page views after the changes to assess the reach of the initiative. Hmm. And it was pretty incredible. You know, we've done this with uh, three different cohorts that edited 24 health pages and 22 persisted. And a total of nearly 8 million page views with an average page view of over 350,000. So what we're doing is reaching others, and we're very excited to continue this.
2: Yeah, it's very exciting for the students to see numbers <laughs> like that. So, of course, the semester ends and the students move on. But while once we do our edit-a-thon, Lane always sets up the metrics so that we can monitor. And so each week after the edit-a-thon, I post for them mm-hmm. what the current views yeah. are. And it's starting at 10,000. <laughs> 100,000, mm. it's it's just very exciting for them to see this. But now that we've looked back over what we've done for three years and to see these numbers, it makes you stop to pause to say, wow, this this is a great way mm. to get information that wouldn't be getting out there otherwise. We don't know of any other physical therapy programs that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: And we use Lane to identify pages that have not a lot of evidence but a lot of page views. So we're really mm-hmm. trying to target oh, okay. the gap or the need. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great because yeah. Wikipedia is an often reu- uh, used source. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people looking at Wikipedia and if you Google for something, Wikipedia is one of the top results. And I think it, it's open. And I really appreciate that professionals come and share their knowledge mm. because my experience is that um, scientists do not write in their own um, an, um, area of knowledge. Because their fear of uh, losing um, respect in their community of mm. scientists you know they want to ha- they don't want to have their name below a Wikipedia article mm. because everyone can write to Wikipedia yeah
2: we, we've just dis- we, we, we haven't reco- we haven't entertained that at all mm. um, we think that as I said, the court this class the focus of it is about getting information out yeah. We have a responsibility. We know things. We're mm-hmm. trained to understand things about wellness. Mm-hmm. We have a responsibility. We're very into in our program, they have a component of community service um, where students have to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So Wikipedia doesn't fulfill their community service, but the idea is that we know things, we can do things that the average other person
1: can't. And so, we are actually going to present this as a poster at a National Physical Therapy Conference. So great. we're not really you know holding back like we think it's not appropriate we we want to demonstrate to others that this is a doable project respectable project, respectable project.
2: and the part the article that we submitted for publication we went to great lengths to make sure to find a pubmed indexed um, journal mm-hmm. because we don't want to just publish it for the wikipedia community mm-hmm. we want to publish yeah. it for people to find to find it and to understand it when we were doing our own research There's not a lot out there to help us understand what we needed Mm -hmm. to do or how to frame it. There are a few articles that talk about Wikipedia, but I wouldn't say it's a very popular topic in the medical literature database. Um, and something that I wanted to just raise while we're, that came to my mind while we're talking about all this is, um, I've done some of my own research looking at the accuracy of health information on mm-hmm. the internet. Now we know that our patients seek out a lot of health information on the internet. Everybody in healthcare knows that. They come into your office and they tell you they want this or they right, want that treatment yeah, somewhere. Right. They read it or, right. Yeah. So I found done, it in the
0: internet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found true. it. Yeah. It must
2: be true. Yeah. And <laughs> in certain aspects of healthcare, I have found documentation that reports that as much as 85% of the information that's out there is inaccurate. Well, wow. Right. So that means that for every 10 conversations you're having with patients, hmm. at least eight of them are coming to you misinformed. Hmm. Right? If they're getting information from the internet. And then
0: you have to fight. To f- uh, to fight the wrong information first, instead of to help the fix patients, fix the yeah. right information mm. and
2: sell the correct information mm. before you can go ahead and move forward from there. Explain why you're not going to do what they want you to do, and explain why you're not going to do oh. it. Mm. Now you can first tell them what you do want to do and why you want to do it. So while some people can look down their noses at Wikipedia right? Mm. There's a lot of bad information out there. And Wikipedia, I think, is going to great lengths to try to make sure that whatever they're putting out there is usable, and and is useful, right? and And is useful, and is accurate. Everything's not there, we're still going to have to go to other places to find what we need to find. But Mm. at least if you're reading something there, that we can feel better. And so that's another reason that At least I know I use that in the classroom to help introduce the idea of why should we approach Wikipedia with this kind of determination.
0: Yeah, this brings me to the point, how did you came in contact with Wikipedia? You know, it's a web page. (laughs)
1: Lane (laughs) Raspberry, in a word or two words, Lane Raspberry, he reached out and sent me an email and I don't know how he got my email Mm -hmm. and uh, it piqued my interest. And Ah, that's really, I just, I responded to the email and that's... That was a long time ago. And so
2: Jill brought him in. We have.
1: Right. We had a big faculty, a faculty meetings. meeting. And I wanted mm-hmm. all the faculty to just hear what he had to say. I didn't even know what he was going to say. Okay. And from there.
2: Yeah, we're, we're open. We're pretty open in our department to new ideas, new experiences, new adventures that can raise the level of education for our students. Mm. We like to know what's going on. Um, in the class, one of the classes that I teach, I teach a, a one whole session on current trends in healthcare. There's no specific topic. It changes every year, but it's important for people to have their ears open as to what's going on. Even if you don't know a lot about it, don't be naive to what's happening out there. Yeah. So Lane contacted Jill. She said, let's hear what this, he's interested. He had an interesting introductory, um, byline. So we, she brought him in. Right. We met him, and at that time he and was his, with Consumer Reports. Right, he sparked it's my fireworks went off in my head how this could be used, <laughs> and so I we connected after the meeting, and he said, "Yes, I'd love to help you bring Wikipedia to your school," and the rest is history. Right. So
0: a mail can make a difference. That's great.
2: A random email, right? Mm-hmm. right. Random email. Most uh, people don't open, but
1: yeah. I, <laughs> right, it's.
0: I really appreciate that you are open because this is what we at Wikipedia are. We are open. You yes. Know, it's not about only open knowledge but also open discussion and being open to everything. Yes. Right. Yeah.
2: We've had some very open discussions. We met some interesting people talking about things that we didn't expect to talk about or to hear the things <laughs> that people are doing for their careers that we're like, wow, that's right. that's what people do.
1: We're very, you know, conventional in our training. And mm. <laughs> conventional wise also we um, were lucky enough to get a grant to pay for the open access fees for yeah. the article. And that process, again, like uh, the person in our grants office didn't even understand what was happening because it all happened on the Wikipedia page and the conversations were there to see people's opinions on whether we should get the grant or we shouldn't get the grant and the way you apply for the grant. So there's a portal at
0: the Wikipedia for this project. Where you discussed this, or uh,
1: there,
2: well, there it is all up there online. I don't know that you call it a portal, but
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know what the name, right name of it is. But, but you, there's a page. On there is page. a place where you can apply to get a grant, and ah, whatever okay. page that is. Lane set it up for us, and and there we are. And right. when
2: there was a problem, we spoke to our grants office, which again is very ah, uh, traditional, a, a traditional <laughs> university <laughs> okay. college based grants office, Let's and traditional. Traditional, and um, there was an. There was a question like, Oh, if it's that way, this is a, this might open a problem for us. So we said to Lane, Well, is there any way? He's like, Yeah, no problem. And because everything is live and right there, like they just changed everything. So whereas we,
1: we would have normally had to reset the whole out thing. paperwork and, right. <laughs> so it was, it was very like uh, eye opening. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And
2: it's, it's great because I think as faculty, you know, as faculty, you go in and you teach the same subject every year, right? Yeah. So one of the things we, we teach together, we teach kinesiology, doesn't change too much mm-hmm. every year. You know, the arm moves the way the arm moves, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. leg moves the way the leg moves. and <laughs> You teach the same thing year after year. Ask
0: me <laughs> again in 10,000 years. Okay, well, 10,000. You know, in 10,000
2: years, we're going to only have thumbs. We don't need anything <laughs> except our <laughs> thumbs in 10,000 years. Um, but the idea is that for us to engage in projects like this, And for us to be learning new things as faculty, after many years of experience, is very enlightening. It's very stimulating for us, right? It keeps us fresh. It keeps our eyes wide open. It gives us a new energy when we come to the classroom. So coming to something like this, hearing what other people are doing, experiencing a grant that's live rather than paper bound and back and forth with paper is like, oh, there's a different way that things can happen. Mm -hmm. And it's
1: great. It's great for us.
0: Do you remember your first contact with Wikipedia?
1: My first, you know, just as a consumer, like a, yeah. as a layperson? Probably not. No. I, I can't remember a time without it. But that, <laughs> no. I really can't. Mm. Though I'm sure there was. I really don't. Yeah. Nope. But you, you know,
2: I, no, I, it's been forever. But um, But I never understood the idea of references yeah. on Wikipedia mm-hmm. until… Our work with Lane. I mean, I okay, would Okay, don't tell me. Some- what
0: is the idea of the references in Wikipedia?
2: I'm say- I'm sorry. What is the
0: idea of references in Wikipedia?
2: Well, it just so we're researchers, mm. right? So references is the holy grail yeah. for a researcher. But the idea is that now that I know that whatever you wrote has to be backed by something. Mm. Now it's on me to evaluate the something that you use to reference your article. So you did your job as a writer. And now it's my responsibility to check that reference to see if it meets my needs in terms of the quality information that you've delivered. But it means that you couldn't just go out there and write what you're thinking. You're sharing information that you found that's got some science behind it. Or I'm thinking about the scientific Wikipedia no, pages, course, right? Yeah. Because I couldn't comment on art or on other topics right. that I really just don't know anything about. Um, so in terms of science, yeah, that speaks volumes to me, right? And now I can look down at your reference list and evaluate the year that the references were written mm-hmm. or the t- title of the article. And already I have more of a clue of how much I can trust or believe, or put, hang my hat on what I just read in Wikipedia. Mm. So those references, for me, that is the world. Yeah. They mean the world to me um, to be able to go there. I have spoken to other people in other fields who tell me that I spoke to someone who teaches who told me that he basically looks at Wikipedia pages and organizes his lecture by subheadings oh. how Wikipedia is organized <laughs> to make sure that he covers these different areas on the topic that he's teaching. Mm. So I guess all of us are using it slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I look. I can look at a topic. I look at. I find the topic first if it's interest. If it's the topic I'm looking for, and then I go right to the bottom to the references. Then I go back and read it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I approach a Wikipedia page. The
0: thing is that we really have to teach the consumers, the readers of Wikipedia. Mm. They take everything for real what they read there, but it isn't. It could be wrong. You know, they have to learn how to use references, and that's why.
2: Pe- right. People don't know how to do that mm-hmm. though. I mean, that's that's a problem. I think that at least um in the kind of edit a thons that we're doing that Lane is encouraging us to do and that Wikipedia is behind, the idea of looking at the highest level of evidence to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Right. So Lane said when we do this with our students, as I said, we're looking at systematic reviews, Cochrane reviews, and clinical practice guidelines. Only if we approach a topic on which there are none of those do we go down the roster of reference of the hierarchy. someone may
1: have done one smaller study as opposed to a systematic review, where they're compiling the outcomes of many, many studies. Hmm.
2: And then, um, but we encourage our students to say something to the effect of, "There's a limited amount of research that tells us this might be true, Hmm. but the consumers don't understand research either in this vein." Um, when we talk about research, we talk about results of a study, and we're talking about what happens to most people, mm-hmm. right? So you test a drug or you test a procedure, and you see the outcome for the patient. And we're looking what happens to most people. But most of us like to think ourselves of ourselves as very unique individuals. We're mm-hmm. not like most people, mm-hmm. right? Well, the same can be true sometimes clinically, Right. So most people respond this way. It doesn't, there's hardly ever a study that's done where we know a hundred percent of people responded this way. Mm-hmm. I use an example in my classroom that usually makes them chuckle where I talk about a study that I want to do where we used to be on the sixth floor and I would give everybody a backpack and half of them would have a parachute and half of them wouldn't. Then mm-hmm. I open the window and I have all the students jump out of the window and I see how many survive. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'd say to them like, so if I see that half of you die and half of you live, how many times do we need to repeat that study to believe the findings? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty well designed study, yeah. right? With pretty believable findings. Unfortunately, in healthcare, most of our studies aren't that clean,
1: mm. aren't
2: that um, free of bias, right? Or anything else in terms of understanding the findings. So even when you read something that says heat is good for back pain, let's pretend, yeah. right? For most people, heat is good for back pain, but Mm -hmm. there might be someone who you put heat on their back pain and it gets much worse because it's only for most people. Mm -hmm. And consumers, I don't think, understand this concept of this is our best understanding. When we look at research in healthcare and we think of 180 degrees left to right of an arc of research, we only have information on a very small part of that arc. Mm. The rest of it is wide open. So we take this little bit that we have and we try to extrapolate our understanding so that we can provide <laughs> clinical care, right? Patients come in, you got to take care of them. You're not going to say to your patient, oh, I haven't read any research about right. your problem, so you have to leave now. No, mm. we do our best because we understand the body. And Evidence
1: we, plus clinical judgment. Right,
2: we use our judgment. Right.
0: So the suggestions to the patients would be read Wikipedia article, get a basic understanding, then then go to your doctor and she will tell you how and, it works for you.
2: Yeah, I think so. Read the information and keep an open mind that now you have a global understanding of a problem mm. but this is not don't nothing is the Bible, right? Yeah. Right? And even when we talk about clinical practice guidelines, it's a guide. It's mm. not a law. We uh-huh. don't have laws in healthcare. care. You must do this or you must right. not do that. We know what we usually should do. And even when you have a patient for whom you usually should do something, if you have clinical judgment that tells you it's not right for that patient, you can argue with the insurance company and say, this patient does need this. Mm. Even though you don't like to pay for this for this problem, in this case, you need to pay for it. Or in this case, this patient should not have what most other people are having. Mm. This person is different.
1: Um, another thing that I was going to mention the reason that the Wikipedia page is so helpful is if I have a problem and I want to look something up because I'm faculty at a university I have so many resources at my disposal Mm. I have all those articles that are not open access that I can research but someone who doesn't have any of those tools can at least have a head start because there's references at Wikipedia which are a jumping off point so Mm. it's good for the layman
0: yeah and there's a Turnaround, maybe last 10 years or 15 years that uh, patients have to be informed by the doctors. It's not like in the 50s, the doctor comes up in right. a white coat and saying, This is like that. So right. today they have to, to right. explain and they can research and options. So yeah, The patient has to sign, oh, it's okay for me to do it that way. Yes. So, but the patients need often want to have a second. Uh, opinion or or a second source and this might be Wikipedia yeah an
1: informed
0: consumer is the best well
2: and also the idea of informed consent whenever we treat a patient there's something called informed consent and Mm -hmm. I I make a very strong point to my students to tell them that it's not just about consent it's about informing Mm -hmm. and Wikipedia is another tool in our arsenal that Mm -hmm. we can use to help inform right
0: right great And this helps Wikipedia, and this helps the patients, and this helps you in your um, teaching, right?
1: Absolutely. But this is – being at this conference and seeing, like you mentioned, that Mm. we are not really from here and all of you are from here. Like, Mm. we're the outsiders. Seeing all of the the behind-the-scenes insiders and the devotion to all the good that Wikipedia can do just blew me away. Blew mm-hmm. me away. Yeah. I mean, there. Everyone here is here because they really want to better Wikipedia.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Have you been as, in sessions yesterday? Yes. Here, mm-hmm. what did you? What session did you attend?
2: Well, we've attended a variety of sessions and heard a variety of information that was very eye-opening. Um, I think that um, I can say that there's been a lot of talk about harassment
1: mm-hmm.
2: and about. Being safe in this environment, and we were both a little bit surprised by this idea of what's going on out there.
1: Mm. Yeah, we weren't aware of anything. Of we those. didn't. Yeah?
2: We yeah. weren't aware of it. We didn't realize that this is something that needs so much attention. Yeah. So that was really, really eye-opening to mm-hmm. us. So we've been to a couple of sessions talking about that, talking about issues of um, gender bias mm. on the internet. Have you
0: been aware of that?
2: Well. I'm aware of it in real life, but mm. I didn't realize that, that it was a concern on Wikipedia. As fact.
1: big of a concern as mm. it is.
2: As big as a concern. Yeah. Right. I mean, in healthcare, we're certainly aware that women don't get the same care that men get. Mm. Um, that's not new.
0: Um, we have this example with the Nobel Prize winner. The physicist. Uh, yeah something with in the beginning, but mm-hmm. forgot her name. Hmm. Everybody's right. talking about it. Yeah. That's a viral story for right. sure. Yeah. That, that's a really great example.
1: Talking you about know. that. Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing is that the um, uh, editor who was uh, denying the article back in three months was right. There was no evidence about her. There was, there was not so much paper out about her. So the Wikipedia mirrors the society.
1: Right. And the reason there weren't so much papers out about her was, again, the gender bias that's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, yesterday, we also went to an interesting session, and um, it was it was called a medical lightning round, but it really turned into sort of a group discussion where we moved all our chairs into a circle, and mm-hmm. people that were doing things similar to us or something within healthcare were all in the same room. And that was very interesting to hear how other people are doing their projects. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and we actually made a very nice contact and think that there's oppor- – we've made several nice contacts mm-hmm. and think that there's opportunities for interprofessional collaboration
0: mm-hmm.
2: yet again and across schools, across Government across cities, entities. across states. <laughs> and it, it's just – it's really interesting. It's great for our students. It's great for our students because – um, the kind of education that all of our students are going through, whether it's medical school or dental school or physical therapy school, it's intense. It's very intense, and they get very mm-hmm, tunnel-visioned mm-hmm. of having to pass their exams and study this and study that. And it's great to be able to get them involved in something that forces them to look laterally.
0: Mm-hmm. It, they're
2: very focused, very tunnel-visioned in just getting through. And projects like this and opportunities for collaboration like came out of this lightning round that we hope will come to fruition, it allows us to take their blinders down and to really look at the world of healthcare and to understand their patients' needs in a much more holistic way. Hmm. So it was a great session that Lane, of course, right. <laughs> um, was the moderator of. Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe somebody listens to this podcast and thinks about to go to Wiki Conference. Should he go or not?
1: Um, I think that... Everyone should go to a Wiki conference once to sort of experience the conference mm-hmm. and get a better understanding of what's happening behind the scenes and the motivation for people to be editors. So if anybody has any sort of interest in Wiki, in Wikipedia, I think this is a great exposure for that.
0: Hmm. It's a good starter to get into the Wikipedia world.
1: Right, because I mean, I met somebody who translates all the medical articles uh, for India. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's somebody's job, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think the government hired him to do that. It just, mm-hmm. it would never have occurred to me. Yeah, And then... Um, I think also we met a couple of people. We met
2: someone who's a Wikipedian for NIOSH. And,
0: what is it? Uh,
2: National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. Okay. It's a government it's entity. It's a government it's agency. Mm-hmm. Big time. And so... <laughs> I was really scratching my head. I was surprised. I I didn't realize that a government agency would had, have that position. Right, would have right. that position. Hmm. So um, I think it's extremely eye-opening. After having heard Lane give his presentation from the first time to hmm. the multiple times I've heard him give it, I think presentations like that are almost like a great way for people to warm up their ideas of getting involved and coming to a conference like this. I think if you just saw this advertised and showed up here and weren't really thinking about Wikipedia, I think it would be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think that there needs to be like a pre-conference, you know, something of Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're curious about Wikipedia? Watch this or listen to this thing. And it'll just start to... Help you get some perspective before you jump in.
1: And everybody has a different niche, and we certainly—you can tell <laughs> where where we go. But we met people that worked with historical societies and art, and none of that related to any of my and interests. Gaming, something. Gaming, yeah. <laughs> And esports. So I, you know, I think you could you could take it in a lot of different directions. And there was probably a lot of programming we didn't even consider because it had no. Uh, relation to the types of things that we were interested in, but there's something for everybody. Right?
2: Yeah, we met people who clearly are Wikipedia is their world, mm-hmm. and they're the, the behind. I, the scenes. Yeah. And, and here we are. <laughs> I, and, yeah. and then we met people who but it's are an endless world physicians mm. or directors of this or directors of that or employees here. And who have embraced Wikipedia as we have and built it into their profession, Mm. right? It's not that we only do Wikipedia, but we've seen how can we blend Wikipedia into what it is we do.
1: We were standing with a group of people and uh, Shira asked someone, what do you do besides Wikipedia? And Mm. everybody broke into laughter. (laughs) 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 It
2: was
0: great. There's a world beyond Wikipedia, yeah. Oh, for some people, not for everybody. <laughs> right. Apparently. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank Take you for giving us
2: this chance. This it's was our first project. Blog. Yeah. We were very excited to do and this, and we're very grateful to our funders. Yes. I just want to close by saying that we are very, very grateful. We have enjoyed the work we've been doing for Wikipedia mm. with and our consumer students. reports and, and Wikipedia. consumer reports and Wikipedia by providing us this funding is giving us an amazing opportunity to. Mm. To spread the word of what it is we're doing, mm. and we hope that it will enable us to continue to grow and expand in our efforts. So we're, mm-hmm. we we want to thank our funders.
0: And Consumer Reports, they just give the money, or do they do anything else with you?
2: Uh, that was just an opportunity through Lane. Um, mm-hmm. Lane had been working with Consumer Reports, and he knew that they had an interest in ah, the okay. kind of thing we were doing. So he set us up with the funder so that we could apply for this. He. Ah, that's- it, Opened up
0: projects our projects in collaboration with Consumer Reports. Right. So reporters. he opened yes. our
2: eyes up to this. It was through Lane. We didn't ah, okay. happen upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought it to our attention. Mm-hmm. We applied for it, and they decided this was the kind of thing they did want to fund. So and so great,
1: I've, so that we can disseminate our findings, which yeah. is really – this blog is right. another, another avenue, mm-hmm. which is great. But Plus uh, our poster and uh, hopefully our, our article. article.
2: But I can't speak to you about what Consumer Reports – is looking to so find who my, they're looking. This is to my
0: find. next task to find someone from Consumer Reports to tell me about the collaboration with Wikimedia Okay, Foundation. so I would I would highly
2: <laughs> recommend that Lane is your right. go-to person right, yeah. for that. I content. had
0: him already uh, in my in my uh, blog from last year, but mm-hmm. he's such an, interest, such an interesting person. I have to do it. Yeah, he's person. now not with an Consumer Reports though. Person. Now he's hmm. with
1: the University of Virginia. Ah, okay. which is a very prestigious but university. He, he might hmm. know
2: the people you would need to speak to to right. get your questions answered. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Nice to meet you.